Come be a part of the Tea Party with your host, Dr. Ed Holliday. Hear the voices of liberty speaking all across America. Doc Holliday provides thought-provoking interviews and commentary about the issues and actions that are afflicting this country and what we need to do to get America back on track. Get fired up. Get inspired. Get on board Doc Holliday's Tea Party right now. It's only a click away. Patriots, welcome back. And new listeners, we're glad to have you. You're listening to the heartbeat of the Tea Party. This is Doc Holliday's Tea Party. I'm your host, Ed Holliday, and you're listening to us on webtalkradio.net. That's webtalkradio.net. And listen, it's a beautiful October. Autumn is in the air all over America, and the World Series are not far away. So what do you say? Now, now, listen, that is where we are. We're in the middle of a ball game because we are running to see who's going to be president of the United States, and the ball game is right in smack in the middle. What inning is it? I don't know, third, fourth. We're in a race for the Republican nomination, and folks, I don't care how much the mainstream media is trying to uh, keep it a two-man race between Romney and Perry, this thing is not over and i'm telling you it's getting more exciting by the week and we're right in the thick of it we're going to be talking about presidential politics today on doc holiday's tea party but not only that we've got uh something that president downgrade himself has told us it's very interesting we're going to be talking about that coming up in a new section and the tombstone of the week award goes to a actor a, a wonderful actor that americans love but there's an actor who said something that should be buried six feet in the ground beneath a tombstone. So that's coming up on the Tombstone of the Week Award. And we also in the Rock of Liberty speech. We're going to be talking about the mainstream media and where it's pushing, uh, trying to push the conservative and the uh, Tea Party effort. So that's coming up in the Rock of Liberty speech. And not only that, we got this week Attorney Richard Wilburn, I told you about it last week, what he's doing in his state to try to do something that's not been done since 1875. And speaking of 1875, let me tell you about what uh, Congressman Allen West said. There's, he called a Democratic Party, the liberal side of the Democratic Party, the four S's. What are the four S's? Well, some of it's going to go right along with what Richard Wilburn's going to be talking about, but for the four S's, well, let's just, I'll tell you about that just in the news item about the four S's, but let me tell you, we're getting ready for a great show, so you listen in. One thing I do want to remind people, down in Florida, what a key state Florida's going to be in playing for the Republican nomination and the election of the President of the United States. So Florida, let me tell you, anybody in the area, the Florida State Tea Party Convention is coming up at Daytona Beach, November 4th, 5th, and 6th. Everybody in Florida in the Tea Party should be there. All the people nearby should be there in the nearby states. It's going to be a big, big event. So check that out. You can go to the website of the Florida State 
Tea Party Convention and check out what's going on on November 4th, 5th, and 6th coming up soon. But I was telling you about what a show we have. Uh, I want to tell you about the four S's in the news section, what Congressman Allen West said. The four S's of what he called the Democratic Party's four S's. Is they stood for one, slavery, two, they stood for secession during the Civil War. Number three, they've stood for segregation. It was the Democratic governors who stood in the doorway of schoolhouses. And the fourth S that the Democratic Party stands for now is socialism. So those are the four things that's Democratic Party. I haven't heard them do any apologies. And I, all I see is them whipping up division between class warfare, race warfare, and this is the Democratic Party. What Alan West says st stood for the four S's. That's uh, slavery, segregation, uh, secession of the Civil War, and now socialism. So that's, he's not afraid to pin it right on the head of the donkey, on the tail of the donkey, I guess you should say. Now, let's, let's get in with today's show. The presidential politics I'm going to be talking about in just a minute. But before we do that, let's talk about what the President of the United States said. President Downgrade himself, in, in an interview of ABC News, says we are not better off than we were four years ago under his administration. He admits it. So what's he trying to prove? Well, I think he's, he, he's saying, I'm the underdog. And that's what he actually said. He said, uh, I'm the underdog. I probably won't get... It's going to be a tough uphill battle to get reelected. Duh. <laughs> well, I'm telling you, that's what uh, our president downgrade himself has said, that he's the underdog and we're not better off than four years ago. says America's going to be looking for somebody who has the best plan. That's what you told us in 2008. We've tried it. We have tried your plan. And you had a veto-proof Senate and the U.S. Congress, and you got everything you wanted, President Downgrade, and we got downgraded from our AAA rating, and we've got people still looking for jobs. We are in a depression, and folks, I'm telling you, uh, I think the wheels are starting to come off the wagon of the Democratic Party. They keep pushing it down the road, and they're not fixing the problems. Now, wow. Let's get into the, what, let's switch over from the Democratic side to the Republican nomination. Ladies and gentlemen, Tea Party patriots, folks all over America, listen to me. We are less than 100 days away from the Iowa caucuses. It's coming up quickly, and the plot thickens. What do I say by that? Well, the mainstream media, no matter how hard America is working out, and, uh, and different candidates are working. They are trying to make it a foot race between Romney and Perry. And folks, I'm telling you, it ain't over. I hadn't heard any fat lady sing. I hadn't heard a fat man sing. And Chris Christie is coming close to making a decision for uh, how many, the hundredth time he said no, no, no. Well, you know what's happening. It's, it's not anything behind cigar filled rooms. The Republican establishment, did you hear me, Tea Party folks? The establishment does not like what it sees out there. It wants some savior to come in and say, this is the one that can go in and just, just do everything they want in a candidate. And really what the establishment wants in a candidate is someone that says, yes, do what we ask you to. 
Aha, and that's what the Tea Party folks are trying to get across. We're tired of the status quo. Is that not right? Is that not correct, Tea Party folks? You and me are tired of the status quo. We want to find someone that understands you don't spend more than you bring in year after year. If you have to have one year of splurge and prime the pump, so yeah, I can see that. But year after year after generation, I'm telling you, it's time to change the status quo. And so presidential politics are in the midst of this mix. We know as the Tea Party group, as Tea Party patriots, we know that we have got to change the status quo and that begins at the top when knowing that we have got to have a big say in who's going to be the President of the United States and that means we have to have a say in who's going to be the nomin nominee of the Republican Party. So. Do not go gentlemen that good night. Do not let the Republican establishment say this is going to be your candidate. We are in the thick of it, folks. And if, it's, if you're supporting uh, Michelle Bachman, if you're supporting Ron Powell, if you're supporting Huntsman, <laughs> I, know, I, know, I know I'm talking to Tea Party folks. So I'm not worried about too many of you, you supporting Huntsman. But go ahead. Let's, let's talk about the other candidates. Rick Santorum, great candidate but he's not getting traction. Newt Gingrich, hey, I told you last week, Judson Phillips of Tea Party Nation has come out and said that he is supporting Newt Gingrich for president of the United States. So we're starting to see Newt uh, rounding up some, some, uh, some supporters, and he has got the wisdom and the wit. It's just that we got to see if he can get enough support for a to win a nomination. I don't see that at this point, but I do see a thickening of the plot when it comes to Herman Cain. Hey, he just won another straw poll. The Illinois straw poll, Lady Straw poll, they voted for Herman Cain. And so he's winning poll, uh, straw polls. He's winning uh, traction and and all over America in different states, we're seeing it in the polling because the Republican establishment, of it, the Republican establishment cannot stop the free speech of you and me and people in the Tea Party movement. No matter how they don't want to lose control, it's the Tea Party that's actually building up Herman Cain. And as we see Michelle Bachman continue to slip Who's gaining? Herman Cain. As we see Rick Perry slipping. Who's gaining? Herman Cain. Uh, what's going to happen when Sarah Palin says it's beyond a point of no return? She can't get into this race. Uh, as much as Sarah Palin's fans really want her to run for president, if she doesn't get in, who do they support? Well, Herman Cain has momentum, and when these uh, people waiting for Herman waiting for Sarah Palin to jump in, and they realize she's not jumping in, what are, what are they going to do? Herman Cain could really benefit. So I see some things that nobody would have ever thought one month ago, and we see Herman Cain getting airtime on national TV to different programs, and I know that is a godsend for, uh, for his campaign team because now he's getting on the national programs he was on Jay Leno, did a wonderful job. And, of course, the YouTube clips of all these shows are building up Herman Cain's name recognition 
and people are saying, can he go all the way? Is Cain able? And we've talked about that last week. <laughs> and you can go back, like I said last week, go back in my shows and look at the archives with uh, Alveda King as we talked about Herman Cain. And I talked about Herman Cain before, about the epiphany I had in Washington, D.C., right after uh, Memorial Day weekend. So look up those shows in the archives, and Cain is able. Now, if he gets enough support, if... He uh, sticks his foot in his mouth. Can he do that? He's done that a few times, but he's getting experience. And what I said a few weeks ago, a couple of weeks ago, is we had to see Herman Cain mature as a candidate. And as he gets more and more scrutiny, we are seeing a maturing process for uh, someone who wants to be president of the United States. They have to be able to take the heat. Can Herman Cain take the heat? So far... He's doing pretty good. Now, he won't be perfect. He's not perfect. And there's some things that he will have to keep growing on, growing. But I'm telling you, Herman Cain is making a powerful move. And what happens between now and the end of October can go a long way in determining if Herman Cain has the right stuff. I think he does. Do you? I'm telling you, it's driving the liberals crazy to think that there might be a uh, African-American Republican nominee. Now, that would absolutely, absolutely just uh, take a huge game plan away from the Democratic strategy of the 2012 election. So I'm, I'm, I'm just saying let's watch what's cooking out there. A lot's cooking. And Ron Paul's numbers are staying steady. His fans are staying right with him. Um, Governor Romney, he's working hard, but his numbers never seem to get momentum. They're staying steady. But running for president, you need some momentum. And and what do we say about uh, uh, Rick? Uh, what do we say about Rick Perry? Well, he. I do want to say the mainstream media jumped on this racist thing about the the rock at a uh, hunting camp. And I'm telling you, when you realize this is making national news, there's, it's way out of proportion. And nobody should be subjected to the mainstream media's ridicule of trying to, here we got somebody running for president of the United States, and the mainstream media using some kind of Trump, they using anonymous sources. Now, we're talking about somebody's reputation. Bring out the truth. Let people speak on camera. And if they're not willing to do that, then my goodness, why is this a story? Why is this perpetuated by the press? It's nothing more than trying to, to again, give this image of the whole Republican Party, but especially Rick Perry. He has to stand on his feet. He has not done as well as he should as a candidate. And if he doesn't mature, he'll continue to lose numbers. But Rick Perry can very well be the Republican nominee. Uh, Governor Romney can very well be the Republican nominee. Herman Cain can. Uh, anybody on that stage, like we said before, it's going to be a well of a lot better. <laughs> a well of a lot better than the President of the United States we have in the White House right now. And everybody can agree on that. Even Huntsman. I would take Huntsman ten times over the President Obama because we cannot stand four more years of this liberal, far-left policy being pushed down the throats of Americans. Now, 
we got a lot to cover in this show. And I told you, we got a Tombstone of the Week award coming up. So we're going to bring that up. And I'm going to tell you who the actor is who's made a, an outrageous statement. In this Tombstone of the Week section, now let me just say there's an actor that I love. Uh, I love to see him in different movie and roles. I love him dearly. And like you do, the Tea Party people do. And what he said is not going to diminish him as an actor, but I hope that he would be willing to have an open mind. Let me tell you what he said. I'm talking about Morgan Freeman. When Morgan Freeman said that the Tea Party is racist and all they want to do is make sure the first African-American president is not reelected. Well, and the reason, because they don't want a black president. That's what Morgan Freeman was saying. And that is outrageous, and it's wrong, and it should be buried six feet under the ground beneath the tombstone. Now, Morgan Freeman has the right to say what he wants. We have free speech in America, and I give him that right. And, but everybody wants to plaster the Tea Party with racism. When you bring out Herman Cain, and it just, they can't understand. They say, well, the Republican Party will never elect or nominate Herman Cain because of the color of his skin. There is so much prejudice in the Democratic Party, and they scream and holler whenever, whenever somebody tries to break down one of their pillars of what they run on. And I'm telling you, it's rock-splitting politics once again in order because of what the Tea Party is doing. Herman Cain would not have a prayer if it wasn't for the Tea Party. And you can take that to the bank. Now, as far as what Morgan Freeman said, let me tell you about someone I met down in Tampa, Florida, when I was at the CNN Tea Party Express debate. When I was down there, there were a lot of Tea Party activists, and I met a young African-American gentleman by the name of Ali Akbar. Now, Ali Akbar has written an open letter to Morgan Freeman, and it is a wonderful letter. It is very genuine and very sincere, and Ali Akbar has written that letter. Uh, you can check it out. I've got a link to it on, my, on the page of this show that you can go and read that letter, and I, I implore you to because Ali Akbar had a very, very wonderful opening and, and a letter to Morgan Freeman and invited him to come to any Tea Party. See, see the Tea Party. Listen, and where is racism? Where is the racist part of the Tea Party? People have got an image because of what they've read, and if you read African-American, predominantly African-American literature in the Essence magazines, in Ebony, in Jet magazine, and I've read the articles about the Tea Party week after week, month after month, it's called a racist element, and, and these things are being in, imprinted in people's minds, so I can't I can't understand, excuse me, I can't understand my Morgan Freeman and others, if I if all Morgan gets is information from the African-American community of, the, again, the mainstream media of predominantly African-American news, he's going to hear that the Tea Party is racist over and over, and that's part of what, uh, well, it's, it's that propaganda machine. You hear a lie over and over, you start to believe it. So it's up to you and me to make sure that we uh, have no racist element, not a hint, in the Tea Party movement. So... But Morgan Freeman has got what I feel like should, his statement should be buried six feet in the ground, and it's 
The Tea Party is not racist. We have to bend over backwards to say we're not. But go and read Ali Akbar's letter, a young African-American Tea Party leader. And he has an open letter to Morgan Freeman. And I've got a link right there on my page of talking about this show. Go there and read that letter. It's a wonderful open letter to Morgan Freeman. Thank you, Ali Akbar. Thank you so much. And he, he, he helps... Uh, uh, right, uh, the Tea Party Brew. So, so uh, check out Ali Akbar and his site, and read that letter to Morgan Freeman. And Morgan Freeman, I hope you read it. You're a good actor, and you're. Please be willing to have an open mind about the Tea Party. Now, we have got to move on with this show. I told you we got Richard Wilburn coming up, and uh, he's going to tell you what you can do in your state because he's doing something, working hard in the midst of the election. Of, uh, that will be coming up in November to do something in his state. And before we get to Richard Wilburn, let me remind you, you're listening to Doc Holliday's Tea Party. I'm your host, Ed Holliday. You're listening to us on webtalkradio.net. That's webtalkradio.net, and we're glad to have you new listeners. Don't forget, you can go back and listen to the archive shows. Check out some of these shows I told you about with Herman Cain and, and others that, that uh, are that will help you see what's going on with Doc Holliday's Tea Party and how we're building a foundation to help push this country into uh, salvation. We need, to, we need to save America. And one of the things that the Tea Party group is doing because America is worth saving is we are uh, getting together and working like you and me together, wherever you are in your Tea Party group. If you're not a member of a Tea Party group, get involved because 2012 is a pivotal point in a nation, uh, in this nation's history. And I've got something coming out called, a new book called Rock Splitting Politics. Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics, the Tea Party versus the Status Quo is coming out soon. I don't have an exact date yet, but again, go to my website, www.teaparty.ms. Find out more about the book, and, and we'll put information there, and it's be coming out soon, and I want you to understand that there is something happening in this country that happens only every 70 years or so. It's a great, great churning of political events. And that's what the rock-splitting politics book is all about. You're hearing about it here on Doc Holliday's Tea Party. Just like you hear things here on this show, you won't hear it anywhere else because we are making things happen. Okay, let's get to Richard Wilburn right now. All right, on Doc Holliday's Tea Party, we have Richard Wilburn, attorney, and he lives in uh, Mississippi. And Richard has got a fascinating a position. He's a, a head of a committee from the Tea Party in Mississippi that is actually looking to do something that has never been done since 1875 in the state of Mississippi. Uh, tell our listeners what you'd like to do, what you'd like to see happen uh, this November, Richard. And I'm with the Mississippi Tea Party, and we would like to what we call move the House. The House of Representatives in the state of Mississippi uh, is a liberal uh, bastion. It's one of the few uh, areas or, or divisions of our state government that still has liberals in charge. 
and uh, we want to change that. Mississippi is one of the most conservative states in the country. According to most of the polling, such as the Gallup poll that comes out every February, uh, and we think we have a great opportunity in the upcoming November 8th election in Mississippi to move the House. Richard, uh, I think uh, if you'll give our listeners an idea, just so they can look at their own states. Uh, of course, we have listeners all over the nation, but I, I want everybody to hear what Richard has to say because uh, that Mississippi is one of the few states having a state election this November. I hope. Uh, there are four. There are four. Uh, New Jersey, Virginia, Louisiana, and Mississippi. I hope the other listeners that are in other states will start looking at their state and see if something similar can be done to help get more conservatives and the Tea Party efforts to get more conservatives across the country. But go ahead and, and uh, as we speak in the state of Mississippi, there are how many, uh, basically Republicans to Democrats. The Democrats have had speak, a speaker of the house since 1875 in the state of mississippi so how close are you and to that of moving the house well let me take you a step back uh, ed uh, it's interesting we have uh, elections for the state legislature every four years cycle there were 75 democrats in the mississippi house and 47 republicans Ooh, that's that a pretty like substantial a big, yeah indeed an overwhelming majority in the house Something really interesting has happened over the last four years. Uh, the Democrats that? over the last four years have lost eight seats. Now, how did they lose eight seats without an election, Richard? That's pretty remarkable. Uh, we've had some people who have switched parties. We've had several people who have um, left the House either due to uh, death, illness, or uh, just moving on to other opportunities. So between those or with that mix, You've lost uh, eight Democrats. Consequently, what we have now is uh, 68 Democrats and 54 Republicans. That still so sounds the, like a big difference. <laughs> so what the, uh, the, the Republicans, and of course I'm with the Tea Party, we're neither Republican nor Democrat, we're okay. conservative. But, but generally, in Mississippi at least, the, the Republicans are the conservative party. So at least speaking for them, they need to pick up eight seats. They need to convert uh, eight seats currently held by liberals into eight Republican seats. And, just, and, and they will just, have a majority. Just eight seats. If they win eight seats, then all of a sudden it moves the whole house. It, it, it sets up a um, election for a conservative speaker of the house. Wow. And so what gives you, uh, what gives you hope that this can be done? I, I'm, again, want other people in, in, in their own states across the country to look at their situation and, and maybe start putting plans for next year to do something similar to what you're doing. So well, I do think those states, uh, those people who might be interested in doing what we're trying to do in Mississippi, need to look at the numbers. Uh, and I don't, sometimes people say I'm too much of a numbers guy, uh, so I don't want to bury your listeners in numbers, but I think it is instructive to, to put things in context. Uh, first of all, looking at what happened in the U.S. House of Representatives last fall, you had a net switch of 63 seats. In other words, uh, at the end of the day, uh, 63 uh, Democrats had been replaced with 63 Republicans. And that was a huge swing in 2010. Yeah, that was 15.5%. Now, if you translate that into the numbers that we have in Mississippi, which is a much smaller House of Representatives, it's 122 members instead of 435, mm -hmm. that still is about 18 seats. 
So if you have the type of swing that you had last fall in the U.S. House, uh, this coming fall in the Mississippi House, uh, the Republicans will easily capture a majority. Hmm. In changing uh, one of the chambers of their state, or perhaps both the chambers of their state, they do need to look at the individual districts. Fortunately, we're able to do that. The Secretary of State compiled the information uh, in our state. They don't do it in percentage terms, but, but anybody with a calculator can do that. And so what we in the Tea Party did was we actually went through the districts and started comparing the, the districts that have what we think are liberal representatives and how those districts did four years ago in our statewide elections. And that is uh, Richard Wilburn, and we had to cut our interview a little short there just for the fact that we got so much in this week's show. But I do want you to go to the Mississippi Tea Party website, and I got the link on the front page here, and see what Richard and his team, his committee of Move the House, see what they're doing. They use those statistics, and he goes in detail, but they found the districts in the state uh, house of representatives the people running in the election will be coming up in November, and they've tried to identify those areas that have conservative voters but who have a liberal House of Representatives a person in their district. And they are really working hard to move the House to get a conservative Speaker of the House for the first time since 1875. So uh, we wish Richard all the luck and hope the Tea Party it will be an effective instrument and and uh, moving the house there in Mississippi to get a conservative speaker. So uh, keep watching. And in your state, what we want you to do is go to that website that Richard talked about. And I got the link at the Mississippi Tea Party and see. Uh, look under there. You may have to log in. It's free if you do. But just uh, check and see how the, the committee to move the house. And there's a little block up there that you can check on the website. And it will show you how... The committee of Move the House is working and all the time and effort they've put into this, and they are doing an effective job. And we'll see in about a month on Election Day uh, just how good of a job they have done. So good luck to Richard Wilburn and his team there with the Mississippi Tea Party. Now we are going straight into the Rock of Liberty speech. This week, I've just seen a little too much of these protesters on Wall Street. And the praise that the left-wingers are saying, all right, we finally got some protesters since 1960s. Hey, this is the best protesting we've seen since the 60s. Well, excuse me. I've just, I just got to say it. Excuse me. What do you think the Tea Party has been doing the last two years? Nobody wants to give the Tea Party credit because we don't go around... Uh, knocking out cars and, and causing damage like all the protesters in the in Wisconsin at the state capitol did. We clean up after ourselves and we elect people. We make the people, we use the ballot box to get things done. And I'm telling you, the protesters of the Tea Party will match any protesters anywhere. We may not get the coverage that all these protesters that do the crazy things do. We are making a difference, and that's because of you. So this week's Rock of Liberty speech is going to say, salute you. You are the true protesters, the Tea Party movement. What you are doing, what we're doing together, we're changing this nation. We're turning it around to get back on the journey 
freedom and democracy of one vote per person and all the people working together in this movement to save America are making it happen. This is the real protest. The Tea Party is the protest that's making a difference. And if you don't believe me, you just read a book that's coming out here in two or three weeks called Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics. I've laid it down in the chapters of the book, some things you've never heard before. You've heard some of it here on Doc Holliday's Tea Party, but we have put it together in a way that the nation needs to hear it, that the book is called Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics, Tea Party versus the Status Quo, and we are getting geared up for the 2012 elections. There's no better way to do it than reading Doc Holliday's uh, new book. Again, go to my website, www.teaparty.ms. As soon as we get the book cover and information up, we're putting it on there where you can see how you can get a copy. But I'm telling you, the protest of Wall Street and the way the media is pumping that up, they've never had anywhere near the numbers of the Tea Party. They don't have anywhere the effectiveness of the Tea Party. So you keep on doing what you're doing. Get your friends involved. We have got a nation to save, and we are going to do it. So to next week, I just want to say thank you for listening. And next week's show, uh, I told you about the Tombstone of the Week Award, what our good friend, actor Morgan Freeman had to say about the Tea Party, calling it racist. We got an African-American uh, small businessman who was very involved in getting the Tea Party movement started. He's going to be on next week and tell us what he thinks about Morgan Freeman and a letter, an actual open letter that he's written to Morgan Freeman. And he is going to be on next week's show. You don't want to miss that because he's got something everyone in America needs to hear. And you'll hear him right here on Doc Holliday's Tea Party. His name is Ali Akbar. See you next week. God bless you. Thanks for joining us today, and remember to listen again next week for another edition of Doc Holliday's Tea Party. You can order Ed's book, Walk With Me, A Patriot's Guide, from the Boston Tea Party to today's Tea Party Revolution by clicking on the book cover right in front of you on the screen. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week.